This is the Worth Recovery Podcast, featuring women in addiction. back my friends to episode 113 this is the worth recovery podcast i'm amy i'm your host here and i've been sober since december 2nd of 2012 i'm a sex addict yeah this is the podcast featuring women in sex addiction i'm a sex addict and i've been sober since december 2nd of 2012 and today the day that i'm recording this podcast from inside my car is december 2nd of 2017 so, if you can do that math, which I hope you can because I'm a math teacher, so you need to be able to do that, at least that simple math. Um, today is my five-year sobriety anniversary. Isn't that awesome? Yeah, it's pretty awesome. So, let me tell you a little bit about today being my five-year sobriety anniversary. So, due to my current life circumstances and amazing things going on in my life... I totally forgot. I totally forgot that today was my sobriety anniversary. And that's like kind of a big deal to forget something like that. Um, Because five years is a pretty significant anniversary, right? You would think that I would remember five years. Especially because part a big part of my life is talking about my recovery and my sobriety. And so again, you would think that five years would be a significant date and that I would remember. But I did not. And, not but, and I did not remember. I haven't even really given it a second thought. I remembered last week when I was doing some podcast recording and some of my friends reminded me, like, next week, next Saturday. Um, and so I kind of thought about it then. And, uh, and then I really haven't thought about it much since. Um, and that's due to... Uh, an immense amount of grief that I'm going through right now with the recent loss of my mom Um, and another immense amount of grief I'm going through with the family drama that's happening around the loss of my mom and some of her possessions and stuff and then also just realizing that my family... Maybe my siblings aren't the supportive family that I thought that I had or that... I mean, I feel like I've come out of that denial level, but there's a whole nother level of denial that I'm coming out of. And then you could probably tell that um, I'm a little bit sick, that my voice is a little bit scratchy. Um, Since I started recording this podcast, actually, for years and years, I'm not one that gets sick. I don't get sick very often. And, uh, I don't really like, I haven't been on an antibiotic for, I hadn't been on one for years. It had been like actually like six years I found out. And then literally like the day after my mom passed away, I have been sick. Like, and not just a little bit sick, like really sick. Um, I've had strep throat. I've had double ear infections. I've had a sinus infection. At one point they thought I had bronchitis Um, so it's just this like continual 
sick and since then so it's been well in two days it'll be two months so hasn't been a whole lot of time but it feels really fresh and just that kind of reminder that two whole months have gone by that's gonna make me emotional but um just in those two months I've been on three four four different three three different antibiotics trying to get like to clear up my ear infections and my strep throat and all that kind of stuff which you know of course for a woman usually at least for me leads to a pretty severe yeast infection especially when you're on an antibiotic for 14 28 and then a z-pack so 28 29 33 32 33 34 34 days right um did i do that math right no i didn't 28 plus 5 is only 33 days. 33 days. Yeah, 33 days. Uh, Then you have a pretty serious yeast infection. And just to be really, like, brutal here, like, yeast infections are just not fun for those. I mean, they're not fun at all ever, but especially those of us that deal with sex addiction, like, yeah, I just won't be graphic today. But there you have it. It's not fun. So maybe this is like not a PG version of a podcast today. Anyway, there you have it. So I woke up this morning. It's been a couple brutal two months. Let's just put it that way. It's been brutal. Like not hard, just like brutal. So I woke up this morning and uh, was going to go to breakfast with a friend of mine and then go to my 12-step meeting and... um, My phone reminded me while I was driving that today is my five-year anniversary. I have a little sobriety um, app on my phone that tracks, you know, my sobriety. And so it reminded me that today was five years. And I had totally forgotten. And so I had this moment of like, wow, my life is so unmanageable that I can't even remember my anniversary. And that was a little sad to me. And then to just realize that the circumstances in my life are such that (coughs) I'm super grateful for five years and there's a lot of other things going on too. And as I kind of have gone throughout the day, I had a 12-step meeting this morning. I always go to my 12-step fellowship on Saturday mornings and, um, they have a tradition of, uh, of singing happy birthday to you when it's your anniversary. And today was my anniversary. So I got my birthday, uh, happy birthday sung to me and that was fun. And then, um, I also, they bought me this beautiful necklace, which I'm super grateful for cause it's really beautiful. And so I was just really grateful for that little bit of celebration. And, and then the reading that we read today was just highly potent and pertinent for my circumstances in my life. And what we read about today was one day at a time. We read about this is a one day at a time program. And as I thought about that a lot, as we were sitting there reading and some of the discussions I've had today, I just wanted to share really quickly. I'm not going to do a full podcast today, but just wanted to share really quickly two things that, um, that have gotten me here. Uh, to five years of sobriety. So the very first time I sat in a therapist's office, which was 
July 15th of 2011 for sex addiction. I'd been in therapy before that, but July 15th of 2011 for sex addiction, I went to a therapist for the first time. And I think I cried the entire hour. I'm pretty sure that I did. And, um, and it was like, not just like a little bit crying, but like sobbing because I started sobbing when I gave, when I like left a message on his voicemail. So I'm pretty sure I sobbed the entire time. And at the end of that appointment, I don't remember much about what I said or anything like that, but I remember two things at the end of the appointment. He said, you need to get this book and you need to read it. And the book that he recommended that I get was out of the shadows and then the workbook, Facing the Shadows, both by Patrick Carnes. And uh, he said, we're going to work through it. And the second thing that I remember is he said, you can absolutely get better and change your life. Like there is hope for change. There's hope for healing. There's hope for a different life than the one that you're living. And it's a three to five year process. And I know I've talked about that before. But that's what he said. It was a three to five year process. And that was exactly what I needed to hear because I needed the hope piece. But I also needed to know that I needed to be set up for the long game, that this wasn't going to be a simple fix. This wasn't going to be like six months and you're out. You know, this wasn't a kind of, you know, change one thing and then your whole life changes. This was like a massive overhaul and it was going to take some time. And the great thing about that is that, yeah, I have five years of sobriety, but I know that even with my five years of sobriety, I haven't arrived, right? That there's, this isn't a like arrival spot for me. Um, what that did for me, that whole perspective of this is going to take some time. What that did for me is put me on a path of what I call a path of continuous improvement. I'm constantly looking to get better. I'm constantly looking to, to change things about my life, um, that will move me in the direction that I want to go. Um, that will move me into a direction of peace, into a direction of love, into a direction of happiness, into a direction of joy, into a direction of authenticity. And I also like, I'm just on that path for continual improvement. And I'm grateful for that knowledge. I'm grateful to be, have set be, excuse me. I'm grateful to have been set up to know that it's going to be a process and it's going to take time. So with this five years of sobriety, I'm now 10%, 10% of my life has been spent sober. If I count like, you know, all of my, all of my life. So if I count all of my years, all of my life, I've now been sober 10%. And to me, that is awesome because I'm now in double digits, right? And it's only going to get better from here. And so I'm really, really grateful. Um, One of the things that has gotten me here to five years is the setup for the long game. Recovery is a long game process. It's not a short fix. It's not a quick fix. It's a long-term process. And that's because there's a lot of things that have to change. A lot of things that have to change. So I'm grateful for that setup that I got. And I'm grateful that that's something that I can continue to perpetuate in my life and in the lives of those that I work with and those that know me is that this is a long-term process, people. This is not 
a short, quick fix. You got to commit and remind yourself that this is a long process. Okay. That was the first thing. And then the second thing that got me here is that in that same idea, this is a long process. You got to remember though, that this is a one day at a time program. Like, yeah, this is a long process and it's going to take some time to make those changes. And you've got to focus on the one day though. The what's in front of you, the one day in front of you. This is a one day at a time program. When I first started, I couldn't even handle one day at a time. And I remember um, I had to divide my day up into chunks. And I started with four hour increments because I didn't believe that I could stay sober for longer than that. But I thought I could stay sober for four hours. And so I would start with a prayer at the beginning of those four hours and I would make a plan. What's your plan? What's your plan? What's your plan? And I'd make a plan. What am I going to do for the next four hours that's going to keep me sober? And then I would make a plan. I would pray about it. And then I would execute my plan. And four hours was all I could handle. At the end of that four hours, I would pray and I would tell my higher power, Okay, I did it four hours. I want to act out, but I'm going to surrender. Here's my plan for the next four hours. And I would literally do that every four hours, sometimes through the night if I had to. But sometimes I could sleep for eight hours and get through the night. But that's all I could handle. I couldn't even handle one day. I could only handle four hours. Gradually, I could handle six And then gradually I can handle more, eight, 10, and then 12. 12 is like the max. 12 is what I can handle right now in my life. (laughs) I pray at the beginning of 12 hours. That's about all I can do right now. I make a plan for that 12 hours. And then I have to pray at the end of that 12 hours. And not because sobriety is is really challenging for me right now, because it's not. But recovery is challenging for me right now. Um, I I don't want to act out. I don't want to lose my sobriety. But I do want to fall into some old patterns that are easier than grieving, right? Because grieving is hard, guys. Grieving is really hard. And so a lot of times I want to fall into older, easier patterns. I want to escape with food. I want to escape with TV. I want to escape somehow and not deal with what I'm, what I'm dealing with. And so I, um, I have to continue to work my recovery program and not escape and feel the feelings that are going on inside of me. And sometimes I do take a break and I escape into TV a little bit or not into food because I work in a food program right now, but into TV sometimes for a little bit, a planned period of time. Um, sometimes just into sleep for a period of time because I'm sick and I need to get better. And so there's just a lot of, but there's, but it's planned. And I guess that's the difference is it's planned and it's helpful. It's not just putting off inevitable feelings or issues. Okay. I talked about that too long. This is a one day at a time program. And so what has, like people are asking me today, what has gotten you to five years? And it's those two things combined. It's knowing that this is a long process and focusing on the one day right now in front of me, because I can get too caught up in the past and I can get too caught up in the future. If I, if I allow myself 
but focusing on the one day, what am I going to do today? How am I going to stay sober today? What am I going to do right now? These are the things that get me through and get me to five years of recovery, of sobriety. I've now been in recovery for six and a half years and I've been sober for five of those years. And I'm incredibly grateful for that today. And I'm grateful for the reminder that I'm not perfect and I'm still struggling. (laughs) My life, I haven't arrived. It's not like I'm done, you know, Um, now that I have five years of sobriety and now I'm done. No, that's not how it works. Um, But I am grateful that things are different. I remember entering recovery that first therapy appointment. And I remember one, I do remember one thing I said, at least one thing was, I want my life to be so different. I want my life to be so different. And in so many ways, my life is so different. It is more towards the direction that I want to head. But as I sit here now, I still think I want my life to be different. And I love the life that I'm living. In so many ways, I love the life that I'm living. I love the way that I spend my time. I love and am coming to love more about just normal everyday things in my life that I love. And so it's living in this balance of wanting more and also being content with what I have. And that is what living one day at a time and being set up for the long game gives us. It gives us contentment and drive, right? Drive to be better, drive to change, drive to do those things that we want to do and yet still be grateful and love what we're doing and enjoy what we're doing (coughs) and not put off that joy until we arrive somewhere because we're never going to arrive. There's always something better to do, always something more you can improve on, all of those things. So, I just want to remind you today on my five-year anniversary of sobriety that you can do this too. You do not have to continue to relapse or or fall back into addiction over and over again. You can change patterns. It takes work. It takes commitment. It takes inner work. It takes assimilating information like inside yourself not just being able to regurgitate information like for a test, right? It takes it takes those things, but you are capable of that, 100% capable of that, just like you're 100% worth recovery and worth the time and the effort that it takes to do those things. <clears throat> Someone asked me the other day, like, how long am I going to stay in recovery, And I've talked about this a little bit before. I'm always going to stay in recovery. I have definitely come to the realization that I will probably be in therapy the rest of my life. And I am totally 100% okay with that. I love therapy. I love the opportunities that it gives me. I love the challenges that it gives me. It might look different over time. I might go, go less frequently, maybe, probably not though. I might change and do group therapy. I mean, it might look differently, but the therapeutic process is one that I'm going to stay engaged in the rest of my life. 
The 12 step process is one I'm going to stay engaged in the rest of my life. These are things that have changed my life and things that make me who I am and make me better and help me on the long-term goals and the long game while I focus on the one day at a time getting through. So happy, happy birthday to me. Happy anniversary to me. I'm excited and I'm grateful for the reminders today from those that I, that support me and that care about me and that love me that, uh, about my anniversary today and the, and the importance of celebrating the things that we have. As I was listening to this podcast episode to edit it and, uh, publish it. I wanted to just add one more thing that I'm incredibly grateful for around my sobriety anniversary. Um, and that is my higher power. Um, I could not have done this without my higher power, like ever. I just could not have done it. Um, I feel like there's been so many things in my life that have been brought into my life and the direction that I've received, um, plain miracles, I will call them, of things that have happened to me in order to allow me to change, to help me to change, to support me to change. Um, as I explained, like when I was new, I couldn't, I couldn't handle a whole day at a time. One day was just way too much. I couldn't even do it. And so it was four hours is what I started with. I thought I could keep myself sober for four hours. And I would pray at the beginning of that and tell my higher power, I need your help for four hours to stay sober. And, and things would happen and I would execute my plan and people would show up and things would happen and I'd get calls and all sorts of stuff. And, and I knew that that was my higher power keeping me sober. And at the end of that four hours, I would pray and I would thank my higher power. And then I would say, okay, here's my new plan for the next four hours. And I need your help to stay sober for four hours. And it was through that process that I developed a relationship with my higher power, not the God of my childhood, not the angry, um, frustrated God that I thought was, um, was how God felt about me, um, exasperated and frustrated and just like thought that I was beyond help, but a different higher power, a higher power that helped me, a higher power that supported me in that process. And through that experience, through that desperation of being able to stay sober for just four hours is where I learned to have a real, a real relationship with my higher power. One that has continued to support me <clears throat> through, through this whole sobriety thing, through this whole recovery thing. Um, I remember one moment in particular, I just want to share. Uh, it was, I don't know how long I was in sobriety. I don't think it was more than maybe a few months. Um, maybe a few, may, maybe a little bit longer, but <clears throat> I was new <clears throat> excuse me, it was definitely within the first year. And I remember it was just like, I had a really rough day. It was just bad. I mean, work was bad. Things with my sister were horrible. My dad was dying. Like my mom was a wreck. Like it was just a bad day. And I remember it was time to like go to sleep. And I just knew I was not going to survive that night. I knew that I was going to, if I laid down in bed, I was going to act out. I just, I knew, I knew that like, that was the pattern. That was, it was inevitable. There was no way I was going to be able to stay sober that night. And I contemplated staying up all night. I contemplated a lot of different things. And I remember kneeling at the side of my bed and just begging and just saying, God, I, 
I don't know. I, I don't know that I can do this. I don't think I can do this. Like if I lay down, I'm, I'm a goner. And I remember like just saying, please, please help me. Help me fall asleep fast. Help me not get up in the middle of the night. Help me not dream. Help me stay asleep all night. Like just please, please help me do this. And And so funny, um, the words that came into my head were just, (laughs) I still laugh about them now, but the words that came into my head were, I got this, Amy, I got this. And I remember just this huge feeling of peace come over me. Like, I got this, I, I I can do that. And I got into bed and I fell asleep almost instantly. And I didn't wake up all night long. And I got up the next morning and not only did I feel really great because I had a really good night's sleep, but I knew that my higher power was watching out for me. And I knew that, that there were things that he could do if I would ask. One of my favorite lines um, from the S.A. White book, and I think this is a quote from the A.A. Big book, but I'm not sure. It basically says, without God, I can't. And without me, God won't. And that last line, without me, God won't, um, is definitely one of the major mantras that I have in my recovery that has gotten me this far. Without me, God won't. If I don't make the effort, if I don't ask, if I don't try, if I don't change, if I don't do all these things, then God can't can't do it. Um, I have to be willing. He's not going to do things against my will. That is one thing I know about my higher power is he will not do things against my will. He will not take things from me, um, temptations or feelings or desires. Um, he won't take those from me if I'm not willing to offer them up. He won't do it against my will. And for that, I am grateful. Because I'm grateful to my higher power to be able to get me this far and to be able to do these things. So I just wanted to add that really quickly before we go ahead and end today. Um, just a reminder to all of you that you are 100% worth recovery. 100% worth it. <coughs> no matter what's going on in your life, no matter where you are right now, no matter if you're sick like me, if you're grieving like me, no matter if you have zero sobriety or if you have 25 years of sobriety, you are 100% worth recovery. You're worth the effort. You're worth the time. You're worth the investment and the money that it takes. You're worth recovery. And if you don't believe that, then just believe me. Just trust me because I know that that is true. And one day you will know that that is true as well. Okay. I hope that you all have a fantastic December 2nd or whatever day this gets released because my schedule is crazy right now, but soon it will be soon. So whatever day it is that you're listening to this, I hope it's a fantastic day and I hope that you remember how much I think about you. I pray for you. And I love you because all of you women out there, you are what get me through. Somebody did that for me. Somebody helped me. Somebody went before me. Somebody went before me and got sober. And I just hung on their coattails until I can make it work for me. And I hope that you feel like you can do the same because I 100% am supportive of that. 
Okay. I love you all. Have a great day. Until next time, Amy. stuff. The mission of Worth Recovery is to dispel shame and build hope in the lives of women struggling with and recovering from sex addiction. I am not associated with any 12-step group, religious organization, or therapeutic clinic. I am an addict sharing my own experiences and recovery.